cash value whole life policies work so well in the real estate industry. Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept and system? Well, we have from Next Level Continuing Education. They will teach you how to use your cash value in your whole life policies so that you can access that to invest in investment properties. That is the infinite banking concept. Call Ed Knezovich at 614-648-2440 for more details on the infinite banking concept and system. That's Ed Knezovich at Next Level Continuing Education, 614-648-2440. Palladium Edge, take your business from good to great and great to world class. PalladiumEdge.com. That's PalladiumEdge.com. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Undeniable, and I have a wonderful guest all the way from Northern California in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area, and a dear friend from the 80s to today, Daniel Bornstein. Daniel, how on God's good green earth are you, my friend? I'm doing wonderful and thrilled and privileged to be able to participate in this podcast, Pete. I love hearing Well, you too, brother. I love, and I love the memory we talked about earlier this morning, although it was, uh, you know, pretty, pretty painful for you when you popped your knee, but uh, that's when we bonded, right, my man, Uh, back in your uh, high school days. Absolutely. It was a uh, wrestling event that I preferred didn't happen, but having you there to help uh, stabilize me emotionally was uh, very, very helpful. And for the audience, I uh, was at a practice and uh, tore my meniscus and tore a ligament, and Pete was there to help me handle the trauma and get me through it. And that was, uh, what, 84, so <laughs> many, many years ago, decades. Yeah, 38, holy cow, it's crazy. But, well, you know, it's my honor to be able to do that for, for not only you, but any any athlete that was in um, my s- sphere. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's about that, right? It's about giving. And I think right now, l- let's just, let's just come to full circle to today. I mean, how many people do you help Daniel? Tell us a little bit about what you do as a professional and the people that you help and some of the things that you have been the forefront on, uh, both, uh, in the real estate industry, but also particularly in some other industries. Sure. So uh, I have had the uh, pleasure of uh, being out in the Bay Area handling uh, all sorts of real estate disputes. And out here, the housing crisis is particularly pernicious. Yes. And my clients often are in a deep state of anxiety over a dispute. Mm -hmm. And uh, what my goal is, is always to uh, do no harm and take the Hippocratic Oath and make sure I'm able to accomplish the goal as successfully as possible. And the beauty of it is when a person comes to me with a real estate dispute, they uh, can't focus on many other aspects of their life until the dispute is over. And I know it's over when I don't hear from them for a decade, but having served them well 10 years ago, they come back to me and say, I've got another one. And I'm happy to do it. And in the course of over 25 years of managing uh, landlord-tenant disputes on behalf of real estate investors, brokers, uh, mom and pops, 
uh, literally thousands and thousands of people have uh, come through my office yeah. uh, with offices in San Francisco and Oakland mm-hmm. with a litany of other attorneys working on my behalf. And, you know, it's thrilling. Each day is an opportunity to do great work, and each day is an opportunity to do work that you wish you would have tweaked a bit differently. But in the end, uh, I'm just uh, privileged to be able to be healthy, mentally astute, and ready and willing to uh, participate in resolving disputes successfully for people. It's so important, um, and and what you do, the work you do. And, you know, Daniel, we're, we're hearing some crazy, you know, things and I don't know how true it is but you're right in the middle of it of what's going on with the homelessness in the major California cities I was talking to Barry Broom uh, who uh, was a former wrestler of mine at John Carroll and he runs the Sacramento Economics Council and he says even Sacramento is getting blasted with these tent cities and the homelessness and the syringes all over the the landscape what's happening there and how are you involved, or if you are involved, but what, how is it affecting your, your clients and, and some of the, the population there? Uh, it's, a, it's a terrible situation we have out here. Uh-huh. San Francisco and the Bay Area is not what it was when I first arrived in 1988. Yeah. And it has to do with a number of uh, competing uh, issues, both economic, both public policy, and uh, simply the nature of uh, human behavior. But what we have is a crisis. Housing is expensive. We have difference of opinions as how to treat people who are disenfranchised or maybe struggling with addiction issues. And as a result of that, uh, what we have is um, a very unpleasant uh, civic engagement on our streets. And um, I don't have an easy solution, but I often uh, suggest that good public policy is like an excellent anesthesiologist. Too much anesthesia and it's no good the person passes too little the person's in pain and when we're dealing with public policy and housing we just haven't gotten that policy correct and the core issue is build more housing okay continue to build more housing but unfortunately that is an expensive proposition out here in the bay area which has some of the most expensive costs to build sure and as a result as an attorney, I'm in this sort of fulcrum yeah. of to manage the crisis that's upon us. Yep. You know, and it's interesting, too. I just had a business come to me uh, to help them with their best practices and do some triage for them because uh, they're looking to get to the marketplace with manufactured homes, manufactured multifamily homes, manufactured uh, uh, industrial and, and, and commercial uh, facilities. And the cost is, is about two-thirds of what the cost would be about traditional um, traditional construction, and that's all based on technology. Um, do you see any technology starting to seep into uh, possible solutions besides something like a manufactured home as opposed to a, a traditional construction? And if that's the case, what, what do we look like five years from now in the Bay Area, 10 years from now uh, in California? Well, interestingly, one of the largest manufactured uh, home builders is out here okay. in the Bay Area. Okay. And uh, it, you're starting to see uh, manufactured products out here. Yeah. And interestingly, if you wanted to put an accessory dwelling unit in your backyard, yeah, there are firms 
that will build it off site and then bring in a crane and place it in your backyard after they have that foundation built. Gotcha. So quite an interesting proposition. There are a number of matters that are, are upon us, including allowing for greater density, mm-hmm. allowing for single family homes to uh, have up to uh, four units. Okay. Uh, okay. But in the end, that's only one solution. Another solution is, Hey, we've got to, um, uh, get people mentally and physically healthy. Right. We have to give people uh, stable jobs. We have to ensure that uh, families have the necessary resources to handle mental illness. Uh, many, many competing issues. And, you know, Pete, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. Yeah. And I yeah. don't have any real understanding of where we're headed. Okay. My hope, though, is that uh, the economy improves that the world uh, sort of transitions out of the pandemic and continues to do so, and our country's polarization politically yeah. reaches uh, some sort of uh, understanding of mutual benefit by compromise. Sure. And what I do is I wake up each day and I'm grateful to be healthy and be able to help people out. And, um, you know, it's a privilege to work and it's a privilege to be a, a problem solver. Yeah. And, you know, in some respects, the beauty of where I came from, Beachwood, Ohio, yep. and the sport I engaged in has given me the sort of mental ability, discipline to be able to do this every day. Because for some people, they ask me, how do you get up and do these disputes and resolve them all day long and have done it for, you know, two decades and a half? Yeah. And I say, you know, I sleep well, wake up and get to work yeah. and I'm disciplined. Sure. And I have to tell you, Pete, you're part of uh, where I learned that discipline. Oh, and, thank you. Um, you know, as you know, I'm a, a wrestler yeah. and still have that as part of my identity. Well, I, I appreciate you saying so. And it was my honor to be able to help in any small way uh, for your development. And again, again, a, a true, a true honor. And, and Daniel, that said, you know, you do get up every day as a wrestler and a, as a businessman, but you also get up as a husband as a, and a father, and you have a beautiful family and, and growing family, right? I mean, just uh, a good-sized family. Tell me a little bit about what, how, how do you address your children with today's current, you know, current culture, and, and how do you imbue those old school discipline and, and values and virtues to them and, and conversationally, what is, what is your style as a father, if you will? Uh, great question. So I'm privileged to have five kids, five God bless boys. You. Uh, wow. <laughs> in college, another's yeah. a junior in high school. I've got a freshman in high school and then I have two twin boys in sixth grade. Why don't we can, and, give us, give us their names. We'd love to know their names. Uh, Adi, Arjun, Akash, Aaron, and Ami. My wife is a lovely immigrant from Singapore nice. and is uh, ethnically uh, South Indian. Fabulous. So I have this wonderful family, uh-huh. and like anybody, we go through ups and downs. We have crisis sure. and we manage it, but yep. um, ultimately, we don't have a wrestling program in our high school. Okay. What we have is, you know, my kids are not tall, but they love basketball because we got the Warriors out here and everybody's, you know, a three-point shot genius. <laughs> because, uh, Curry. Yeah, right. So I've got boys in basketball programs. Sure. And that same level of discipline that I had in 
being a wrestler, uh-huh. ensure that I make weight, wake yeah. up in the morning and make sure I've got myself uh, starting to sweat a bit. Yeah. I've got the boys at the YMCA at 6 a.m. Awesome. waking up and doing their drills. Not because I have any expectation that the sport is going to be some sort of remunerative event for them, right. but simply to provide that level of discipline that, hey, if you wake up early and mm-hmm. you're able to get up before other people and get a couple hours in yeah. before people have even had breakfast, that's going to be a key component of your success in life. Yeah. And that dragging myself out of bed, I don't need to go to the Y, but I do. Yeah. I want to stay mentally healthy, sure. but it's really about ensuring that my kids understand that hard work is the recipe for success showing up and being diligent yes and i you know do that on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. i've got uh you know kids make poor decisions have to be corrected but Mm -hmm. in the end if you have them watch you work hard have you inside your house being respectful in your communications with your wife being lovely and showing it it rubs off yes absolutely and that said you have to have a great partner pretty much on the same page and uh, you mentioned your wife. Let's mention her name and talk a little bit about the beauty she's brought to your life and to your children's lives. Sure. Her name uh, is Renuka. Okay. Her family name is Renuka Subramaniam. Wow. And I happened to be down in Los Angeles uh-huh. at the LAX airport on the curb waiting for a pickup. Okay. And I saw a beautiful lady. Oh, wow. And I never missed an opportunity to <laughs> articulate <right>. beauty. <laughs> In a respectful way. Sure. And I have this lovely lady. Uh-huh. I said to her, you're a very beautiful woman. Okay. At that point, 20 years ago, yeah. no, it's 22 years ago. Okay. That was the beginning of our relationship. I love it. And, and it was simply because when you see something that you find intriguing, mm-hmm. you need to have the confidence yes. to be able to say something respectfully. And to the extent a respectful communication occurs and the other person is not open for it because they're in another relationship, it's not the right time. Right. No harm in simply moving on because you made an opening, the other person was not ready, that's fine. But I always strongly recommend to my sons, do not be shy in your communications with people. Do not hold back as long as it's respectful because being proactive is another recipe for success. Love and that. seizing opportunities require a level of confidence and you have to be also ready for failure. I had a situation just uh, two days ago. Okay. I've been training my son diligently for the driver's license test. Sure. And... Uh, I thought he was ready, and of course, he clipped a corner when he was uh, trying to park, and he failed the exam. Okay. And, you know, that's a life lesson because he had the expectation of being able to celebrate the maturity of being a 16-year-old with a driver's license, and he got swatted down. Yeah. After he swatted down, of course, he wasn't thrilled, and he demonstrably articulated his frustration in a way that I thought was out of proportion to the situation. Okay. So I give him better context and help him understand that this family, when dealt with a failure, uh, accepts the failure and then takes the necessary steps to correct it in a meaningful way, which is let's 
re-sign up for the test and not focus on the past. I like that. And that's really what I do as a person. I am grateful and I'm always, when something happens poorly in my life, mm-hmm. I have to give it context. And then after giving it context, I then move on to the next protocol, which is how do I correct it? What's the best way to correct it? And once you're engaged in the corrective process, yes. you've moved past the anxiety and anger of a failure, and you are much better positioned to accomplish the goals you set for yourself. I Gratitude is always the best. And when, you know, a simple solution is when I lose a case or when a decision in a court matter is against me, I have to give it context, which is I've lost this matter, but better I lose this matter than I lose a hand, I lose an arm, I lose a loved one. When I put things into proper context, that's when I'm able to live successfully. And that's the whole goal of educating my kids, which is the way in which you become resilient is having that personal mantra in your head, moving past failure and finding the solution to get you to that success. I love that. And with that, Daniel, um, we're going to take a little break, pay homage to the people that are some of the solution for us keeping this beautiful podcast going. So we're going to be right back with Daniel Bornstein from the beautiful area of San Francisco in the San Francisco Bay Area. This is Coach Cimarroni for Undeniable. We absolutely love The Plug. Dave and his team at The Plug T-Shirt Store is one to reach out for your spirit wear for everyone in the family. Online stores for your team makes a great fundraising tool. Everything custom from warm-ups to spirit wear. Special orders are their specialty. Find them online at theplugt-shirtstore.com. That's theplugt-shirtstore.com. Next Level Continuing Education assists CPAs, attorneys, and real estate executives in their continuing education needs and requirements. Call Ed Knezovich at 614-648-2440 or Ryan Miller at 330-933-8231 to get all of the details how Next Level Continuing Education can assist you in your CE credits and information. Again, CPAs, attorneys, and real estate executives reach out to Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education. I just love the mission at Edwin's. My friend Brandon Krastowski at Edwin's Leadership and Restaurant Institute brings a unique approach at giving formerly incarcerated adults a foundation in the hospitality industry. What a marvelous mission. Thank you, Brandon, for bringing these wonderful people back into productive society. Every human being, regardless of their past, has the right to a fair and equal future. Give them a try because their food is magnificent their service is first rate and Brandon is a true Cleveland light. Edwinsrestaurant.org. We love you. And we're back with Daniel Bornstein. Daniel, I love the the gems you dropped in the first uh, first 15 or so minutes. And I want to talk a little bit about your uh, formative years and what, how were you created basically? What, what, 
crafted Daniel Bornstein? What what honed Daniel Bornstein into the man and father and uh, attorney he is today? If you could maybe relate a story or two from those formative years. Well, you know, I happened to be brought up in a loving home okay. that was motivated to expose me mm-hmm. to a multiplicity of choices, including music, religious instruction, mm-hmm. social engagement with the community, and as well as athletics. Sure. And if you ask me, having to juggle a number of different responsibilities yeah. and doing so well was an important component of who I have become. Okay. And I say that with the added emphasis that that wrestling that I had done from sixth grade until graduation was something that by nature I was not well positioned for because of simply uh, I'm a better than average athlete, but in no event would I consider to myself to be a naturally uh, adept uh, wrestler. Okay. But as a result of that challenge and becoming a reasonably better than average wrestler, I learned that, hey, determination, showing up, being there, being committed, being disciplined, being loyal is going to be part of the battle. And as a result, I was a three-time district uh, participant, didn't make the states, but, you know, did a nice job and uh, my identity has been fused with that sense of it. And, sure. you know, when my kids see a cauliflower ear yeah. and they wrestle with me in jest, they recognize that this is a guy who wrestled and there's right. a level of respect for it. Yep. And they're understanding that, you know, you don't get to where you are without being able to take care of what you need to do on a daily basis. And it's as simple as, look. You get a checklist and you cross out what you need to do. Yeah. And once you're able to complete what you needed to do, it's time to have fun. And with, you know, adolescent boys mm-hmm. and uh, one in high college, yeah. you know, I have to tell them and repeat it re- repeatedly. Look, it's not a party if it's all the time. Yeah. It's a party after you've finished the, the work you've done. Sure. And being able to compartmentalize your life between the work and responsibilities and then the festivities yeah. is really important. And that uh, for me, having to juggle a lot of different things in my youth and then go to wrestling practice and then on Friday make sure I make weight. Yes. A real level of responsibility that a 14 to 17 year old yes. is with that other people just don't understand it. Right. And, you know, I bemoan the fact that my kids aren't wrestlers, but I've got a little bit of that discipline in them okay. by getting them up early, by letting them know that uh, they're going to practice if they want, and letting them see me get up early, get them over there, and then also go to work. And you Leader know, by example, my friend. I love that. I love that right. uh, very much so. And I want to change up this, this, this line of questioning just a little bit, and I just want to ask you, what was... What, what, what was your friendship with Scott Peters and what did it mean to you? What did he mean to you? Uh, Scott is, uh, a dear, dear friend. Uh, only positive memories of Scott and the family. He was a gifted 
athlete, a gifted wrestler, and I learned from him how to wrestle. Okay. And also, interestingly, his home was a source of respite for me. Gotcha. Though I had a loving family, I also had a family that went through a divorce. Oh, yeah. During that period of time, there was a lack of what I would say was a difficult time in my life. Okay. But coming to Peter's house and knowing that there was a welcoming, warm embrace is something I will never forget. That smile of Vicky is just undeniable, wasn't she? She was fantastic. Absolutely. And I would sleep over there. And in, while I would enjoy hanging out with Scott, yep. seeing his younger brother, Ryan, sure. going to Scott's bedroom with all the different posters of all the wrestlers, yeah. what was especially wonderful was the warmth that his mom and dad brought and yes. the love that they shared with me. Sure. And so while I'm, you know, across the country, these memories are formative. And in in fact, when I see my kids bring other kids over to the house, I try to share the warmth that I experienced in order to ensure that if a kid's going through difficulty, they're able to come to our house and be in a position of, hey, there's food on the table, come and enjoy yourself, relax, and be part of this family for that time you're here. And that's one thing that I'll always remember. And I don't want to forget Fawn as well, because sure. she was always very, very nice to me as well. Scott's older sister, Fawn, beautiful, the beautiful Fawn. She's a doll, very similar to Vicki. And that said, now you're, you have so many people, maybe not lives in your their hands, but, but they're living in, in, in your hands. And, if I'm a, a client or, or somebody that, that you have that responsibility for, what can I look from Daniel to leave me with in regards to words of wisdom, encouragement, inspiration, and success, if you will, of eradicating that dispute? What comes to my mind, Pete, is this. I sweat bullets for the clients. I worry about them. Yep. I want to accomplish the goal, mm-hmm. and I want to do so in a way that they are proud of. Sure. And I also always tell the client, when I'm giving you advice, mm-hmm. it's as if standing in your shoes, looking at myself, and telling myself what I would do if I were you. So yeah. I personalize it. Sure. I try to empathize with their situation. I try to glean the information from them about what their goals are, mm-hmm. and then I strategically try to evaluate that and get them to the position that they'd like. And oftentimes I'm being tasked with, hey, what would you do? What's the best choice? And I have to remind them that oftentimes a strategic decision will only determine to be a good decision in retrospect. What we're tasked with is taking information at the moment and evaluating variables, coming to decision about which path to take Mm -hmm. and then hopefully that path works out many times it does but at times it doesn't and in retrospect we may have wanted to choose a different route but at least at the time of the decision we have 
been thoughtful, evaluated the variables, and self-selected into a choice. Yes. And when you do that, you can rest easier. Absolutely. And I'm always a person who uh, I want to open a door to see if I can walk through. If I can't walk through it, I'm going to close it gently and then move on. And that's the sort of probing that I do as a attorney in consultations with clients. Mm-hmm. And when the client understands that I'm only going to recommend what I would do if I were them, yeah. and they recognize that, hey, for me, at this point in my career, it's not about the financial benefit. Mm-hmm. Because so many people who want to work with me, mm-hmm. it's really doing great work and watching the excitement of a client when they have actually resolved the matter successfully. I can't tell you how uh, pleased it is for me mm-hmm. to recognize that people speak very highly of me. Yes. And I'm very appreciative when the dispute is over because it, I need you to real estate dispute is really a thorn in a person's head. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, for a moment, I'll digress. Yeah. At one point in time, I thought uh, when I was an undergrad, I thought, well, maybe I'll go into um, counseling, okay. psychology. Yeah. And I thought, hey, you know, I, I could help people resolve matters. I, I'm able to use words and language to move people. Yeah. And then, you know, 15 years into my legal career, you know, I was realizing that analogously, people come to me with a thorn in their head. Yeah. And they come attorney. And if I remove that thorn, which is resolve that dispute, they're emotionally better prepared to handle the future. Yes. And so what I do as an attorney is in some respects, manage people's emotional crises by dealing with a physical dispute that is upon them that needs to get resolved. Love that. Sometimes it's a painful process. Sometimes it's an easy process. But one of the beauties of it is that with law, if you resolve it, you know, they move on. Love that. In psychology, it could be a two, three year engagement and you sure. never know if you. Yes. Point. Yes. So, Sometimes longer if you're a, Howard Stern. Uh, <laughs> agree. And so, you know, being an attorney, you get a more immediate response sure. to the mental health of people because you've solved that crisis for them. No doubt. And I love that. And with that, Daniel, this has been fantastic. And I, I do miss you, my man. Uh, I, I'm looking to get out to uh, Napa for our uh, summer trip, my wife and I. So I'll keep you abreast of that off air. But that said, we uh, typically end these episodes with, because of this insanity we've, we've, we've experienced the last two years with the virus, um, we like to leave our audience with some words of inspiration and encouragement. I'm going to turn it over to you uh, for the last words. Appreciate it. Uh, all I can say is my real at the core philosophy about life is not complex it's gratitude sure and as long as you are able to give yourself context as to why you need to be gracious even in the midst of a storm you can survive Hmm. and that when something bad happens to me i'm always both seeking out ways in which I can empower myself to see how I need to be gracious about where I am and also being able to recognize it can always be worse. And most people, especially globally, have such terrifically more difficult lives than what we have in the States For sure. that we just have to recognize how special we have it 
and be respectful and responsible for helping others. And in that process, you develop a approach to life that allows you to actually live it in a way that can be beneficial and helpful. And you share that love and you share that desire to be a participant in the healthy behaviors that we expect from others and share it. And for me, that's the gift. And uh, at the core of it, as I said, it comes down to a sense of gratitude for what you have, not what you hope to have. Well, Daniel, since I met you, you've given me that gift uh, of being able to give to you. And in that is such, uh, there's such satisfaction um, and I, I thank you for it. And you gave to me again, this beautiful episode and the gems that you dropped and the people that you've helped and how you are as a father and a husband. And it just gives me, it just warms me that, uh, that that is, uh, the man that you have uh, grown to be and continue to be and the servant to your community as well. And I, uh, I love you for it, Daniel. Pete, I love you, and uh, I appreciate and am so astonished at the beauty that you are providing in this podcast, so kudos to you. Uh, really, uh, enjoy yourself, and I do look forward to seeing you at some point in time out here, and I do owe it to my friends in Cleveland to come out and uh, visit. Yeah, please do. You you have a you have an absolutely warm, warm place in my heart and a warm place in my ho- house at any time for the rest of my life. So Daniel, thank you so much for sharing uh, your beautiful personality and, uh, uh, and thoughts. And we wish you nothing but the best for you, your five wonderful boys and your wife. Thank you very much, Pete. Have a good one, Daniel. This is coach Cimarroni for undeniable. We are all blood love to all infinite search solutions recruitment and placement search services at its finest northeast ohio's premier easy fast and simple way to find the great and perfect candidate that you deserve matt burns and his incredible team at infinite search solutions are terrific i know matt personally and i absolutely love his philosophy and his company we are proud to have them as a sponsor reach out to Matt at 440-249-0485 or at their website www.in-finite.com. They will work hard for you and as an extension of your company and find that perfect candidate for your job requirements. Infinite Search Solutions, Matt Burns, give them a call. I want to welcome our newest sponsor, a gentleman that I absolutely adore, Daniel Bornstein of the Bornstein Law Boutique Real Estate Law Practice. Daniel and I go back 37 years, and I just uh, met him as a 16-year-old sophomore, and just uh, we became fast friends, and I highly respect him. And Daniel can be respected because he represents real estate investors, brokers, property managers, and the mom and pop owners, and he helps them maximize their real estate investment. Bornstein Law is located in beautiful San Francisco and has offices throughout the Bay Area. Bornstein Law is 
proud to support our Blood Time initiative and philosophy and podcast and all of our efforts to empower people to live the life they dream of. Remember, Danny says, there is no alternative but for hard work, discipline, and most importantly, gratitude for what we already have, not what you wish to have had. Danny Bornstein, reach out to him at Bornstein Law. Area code 415-409-7611. That's 415-409-7611.